Then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him at the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm scared. <laughs> dude, dude. I know, right? Like, this should have been the Halloween episode. I kept saying that over and over again in my head. I was like, why wasn't this the Halloween episode? It was perfect. Right, right. Look, it was a great one. I mean, you know, we're kind of tipping the bean can here at the beginning, but I mean, how could you not? Uh, we'll be diving in uh, in depth as much as possible. First things first, though, we need to kind of acknowledge uh, what is going on this evening. Right now, we are walking not but like 20 minutes uh, from watching the episode. Um, this is, of course, uh, Thanksgiving week, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving, Bell. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Thank you very much. We're uh, we're looking forward to getting some good turkey, uh, seeing some family, seeing some friends. Uh, it's a holiday week, and that means a lot of travel, and that also means kind of a weird recording schedule. So we had to record things a little bit differently this week, so we don't have our usual prep time. We don't have our usual notes kind of out in front of us. In fact, our format tonight is going to be very different for that reason, so we don't have gathered thoughts, feedback. Uh, we don't have the, uh, the, the latest and greatest crisis news from that standpoint. This is going to be strictly a raw fresh reaction to tonight's episode and uh we hope that you enjoy it because i mean there there is a lot man this of all the episodes this season to dive into this one feels like the one that requires the most prep time because there's just so much going on and i would not be uh i would not be surprised if in the coming weeks we end up spending a little additional time looking back at this episode especially since it's a two-parter um first thing though before even even that we got to tell you all about a event coming up here, and that is the Crisis House Party. About what can people expect at the Crisis House Party? Well, they can expect food, drinks, a watch party, and probably most interesting, a live podcast of Flash TV Talk right after the episode. So it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of food, a lot of drinks, and uh, we really want you guys there. It'd be super, super awesome to meet you. That's exactly right. This is going to be our, our Crisis Watch Party we're hosting in Austin, Texas. For those in the Austin and surrounding episode. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> surrounding episode. That's what I said. For those in the Austin and surrounding area, we would love for you to come out and join us. It's going to be specifically right after the Flash's episode of Crisis on December 10th. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bell. That's right, right? I, I do believe so, yes. That okay. it, let me, I, I, have the, I have the season You got up. the deets right there, right there in front the, of you. Oh, it says season 10 DPA. Uh, no, no, no. no that's, that's not on this one. website, it does. But hold on. Uh, Flash season it's december 10th i got it now six. all right okay all right i'll uh it's it's um so december 10th tuesday december 10th come out and join us um you can get tickets are available tvtalk.fm the details are there uh, and we would love to have you join us if you are in the austin surrounding areas want to have some fun watching some flash talking some crisis getting some food getting some drinks live podcast like bell said 
It's going to be a blast. Again, details at tvtalk.fm. All right. I think that's the housekeeping. Can we go ahead and jump into this? Uh, Let's do it, please. All right, man. Let's jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode 7 of Season 6, The Last Temptation of Barry Allen, Part 1. Directed by Chad Lowe and story by... Jonathan Butler and Gabriel Garza. Bell, what happened to this episode? A lot, but I'll summarize by saying, as Barry Allen stands on the threshold of his impending death and crisis, his convictions are tested when the monstrous Dr. Ramsey Rosso infects the Flash with a mysterious hallucinogenic contagion. Meanwhile, the reporter Iris West Allen uncovers a vast conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so, 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 hmm. <laughs> where to begin okay so so i well, actually you know what we, we need to begin with something that could easily be overlooked and that is by far in my for my book one of the top 10 best fight scenes in the history of this series and that is surprisingly between elongated man and blood work at the top of the episode who have very similar <laughs> at least looking power sets with the stretchiness and the throwiness and the yeah that was that was really cool like uh it favorite part by far was when uh, I thought uh, elongated man was going to try and escape through the sewer, but he like, you know, stretched his arm all the way through him and socked him. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was really cool. And uh, it's, it's always nice to be surprised by a superhero fight scene like that. Yeah. The S dodge that he did in particular really stood out to me, but you're right. Their, 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 their power set comes across as very similar. In fact, going into the fight, I was just thinking, I was like, you know what? I wonder what like a, a, a elongated man versus, you know, um, uh, shoot plastic man would uh, fight would look like and then i realized i'm watching it this is exactly yeah. what this would look like <laughs> you, you got it tonight <laughs> exactly and it was really really good they've gotten so much better every single time they've used kind of the uh you know the ralph power set the elongated power set it it, it works better and better and i mean part of this I'm, I'm sure is because it's at night and generally these special effects at night have that kind of uh uh, you know, the, the, the grace that comes without the, the un, unforgiving light of day, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And, and not only that, like Ralph's, uh, you know, yeah, his, his, uh, special effects look great, but like blood works, blood dude, stuff dude. Has, has been getting better and better and better looking, I think as well. Dude. Okay. We did not talk about it last week and I realized after we got done recording and I was kind of kicking myself because the, the moment that last week's episode ends on with uh i mean essentially this confrontation being set up blood work looks creepy dude like the way that like his veins and like the blood black blood is kind of all over his face it's it's so well done he's terrifying yeah super super creepy it's almost as if like they could just take the blood work episodes convince like condense them down to a mini movie and they should have just played all of those on halloween (laughs) yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean this villain lends himself to it you know what i mean like the villains of the past that we've had there's there's an emotional nature to eobard there's um kind of a, a, a kind of a campy sci-fi-ness that kind of goes in with the thinker um you know savitar was kind of almost like this uh, larger than life type of villain that we didn't really know what to do with transformer speed robot. Yeah. I mean the, the closest I would say that we've had to a kind of horror esque villain would actually be zoom in season two and, and the way that he's kind of first depicted. Yes. Yes. Zoom is, it was, it was very much uh, had horror notes on him as well, but yeah, I think the closest that we've had. And, and honestly, I would argue that blood work is creepier than zoom uh, at, at this point in his, you know, 
progression. But yeah, like it's it's definitely a horror motif with this with this villain. Yeah. No, yeah, you're exactly right. And they play insanity very differently. Like Zoom Zoom got crazy in a I hate to even say this, but but almost in like a lazy writing kind of crazy. Like he wants to destroy the worlds because he's evil, you know? Like why is he doing this? He's crazy. But why? He doesn't need a reason. Because he's crazy. Whereas Bloodwork has kind of this psychopath thing that's going on where he has a very clear defined motivation, right? Like he's, he's kind of yes. in the, operating in this black and white mindset of life and death and, uh, and making kind of these calculated moves, so to speak. But his creep factor, dude, when he showed up in Barry's mind palace apartment thing and he had that creepy smile on his face, like I freaked out. Oh my gosh. He's so, so good. Sintel, uh, Ra, Sintel Rama Murthy is just doing such a good job with this character like I, I feel like he's enjoying playing him because he does such as like he, like when he's not blood work he still creeps you out uh <laughs> like Dude. you said when he shows up in barry's mind palace and like you're sitting there looking at him and you're like uh like his little his smile like the evil twinkle in his eye you know yeah <laughs> it's yeah so good it's so good and you know it's interesting because i was sitting there thinking like man i would have never thought this dude like could play creepy this well you know what i mean like like he's he's kind of got that whole like you know model thing going for him like so you don't really kind of see him as like a villainous like a creepy villainous type of role and actually back on heroes man uh if i'm not mistaken suresh had a whole arc where he was supposed to kind of play creepy and he was like a bug man or something like that for a while there i mean spoilers for a show that's you know at that point very i few people only were saw watching yeah i only saw like the first and part of the second season well all i could say is he's he's like progressed as an actor tremendously uh, i mean i know it's a different you know obviously a completely different character a completely different take on crazy but dude like I honestly, I was glad there was other people in the house because that cut to him standing behind the couch with that smile is going to haunt me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. He, he's doing such a great job with it. And you're right about like, it, you know, it, it's, it's really nice to have a villain with, with motivations you can understand and get behind. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he is so traumatized by death that he wants to try and stop it. And, with this power that he has now, you know, accumulated and acquired, he realizes that he can stop death by basically making everybody zombies. And so in his mind, he's like, I have one, but he's so consumed by this desire that he doesn't realize that he's not really doing anything good. <laughs> sure. No one can die, but no one is really alive. Right. So it's exactly. It's, yeah. It's just, yeah. The psychosis there is just really, really interesting. Yeah. So, you know, and it's great, the role that he plays, because it's, <laughs> It's fascinating that Barry's entire arc this series has really been about building towards the crisis and blood work by comparison seems like such a small, a small threat. You know what I mean? Like he's not like in any other season with, uh, you know, with nothing else going on, like he's the big bad. And to, and I mean, he is the big bad of this first half of the season, but like, I love how he's confronting the notion of the crisis, right? Like he's inside Barry's blood and therefore inside his mind. He's seeing the way that he thinks he's, he's understanding his experiences and he starts asking questions about knowledge as he's receiving it. Right. And so he says, you know, uh, the crisis, what part did I play? And Barry's like, uh, none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you weren't even there, you know, like, so it's, it's interesting to me 
that he would be this character. And it would seem to not make sense up until we get to this episode, which bridges these two stories in a really amazing way. Because as you said, Bell, Bloodwork is trying to conquer death. And through Barry and through the power that he has access to, uh, he sees a tool in which he can do so on a on a biblical scale. And I use that language uh, intentionally because, man, they didn't call this episode the last temptation of Barry Allen for no reason. Right. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, there, there was Christ allegory all over the place. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, and you look at kind of these two entities, right, with blood work kind of playing the part of the devil. And what is what is the devil kind of looking for in this? He's looking for. Uh, control through kind of that 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 messianic figure through the Christ figure, he's wanting that control because that opens up the doorway uh, to to a level of power that he has never tasted. At the same time, you have kind of the communing with the spirit, as it were, with the Speed Force, who's kind of you know uh, seeking to encourage and to support and to like speak and and uh, to some extent minister to Barry as he's kind of walking through this valley of the shallow shadow of death, so to speak. And, uh, you know, even like bullet points throughout this, when they're sitting there eating at the table, at first I thought they were going to go with kind of like a seven deadly sins type of thing. Or what, what did you kind of take that table uh, metaphor to be? Uh, I just thought it was like, a, I, don't, I don't I don't know if that... W- I don't know if that one was 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 very metaphorical to me per se, because it was more like, you know, kind of like... Uh, Bloodworks, sort of uh, the infection in Barry, just just kind of like consuming his thoughts, right? Like it's consuming his friends in his mind. Um, I, I want to say that's probably more like of a speed force kind of defense thing to kind of like see through the illusion, hmm. more or less. Um, but I, I didn't get a seven deadly sins. I got more of a um, like the the illusion was starting to break kind of thing when they started to go all gross and weird and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. No. So I, I kind of saw it in a couple of different routes. Like, so at first I thought maybe where this is like a seven deadly sins thing. And then the other aspect of it too is, you know, because, you know, because the Christ allegory was so like kind of front and center at the, at the get go at the jump. And fortunately Barry Allen is a character that they've not overplayed that with. Like now if this was Superman, it'd be like again, really, <laughs> but they've got a little bit of room here because they haven't really done much with this. Um, so the next thing I thought about was the perhaps like a last supper type of meaning um, with everybody being there. Although that generally I, I, implies like a Judas type of character, which I don't think right. there was one here. Yeah. Like I, I, I started to go there. Then I was like, well, who's going to be Judas? Like no, none of his friends are going to betray him. It's more like Ramsey, but Ramsey's not really a friend and uh, it, he's not really betraying him. He's more trying to tempt him than, and so like I, I didn't, I didn't really see a, a Last Supper kind of thing with that. That's why, yeah, that's why the allegory on that one sort of failed on me because it, it didn't seem to translate anything directly, like uh, you know, parallel with with, with the you know the, the biblical tale. All right, so hear me out on this. This is kind of the way that I saw it. So like you know the the passage that we kind of read during the cold open, like it starts off with you know, with, you know, Christ fasting and kind of being kind of consumed by hunger. And so I think with that as kind of a source of inspiration to kind of kick off this temptation, the way that I saw it, and I could be totally wrong here, is that the feasting of food that doesn't go away is a reference to like the speed force that exists within Barry and the power that exists within Barry that blood work is after, right? And so what we see all of 
Barry's family and friends sitting around a table and they're literally consuming like nonstop this power. Right. And so this is this power that uh, ultimately that blood work wants like this, this complete, like this, this limitless source of, uh, of power, which is the speed force. And so it's, I think I, that's the way that I interpret it. It's almost like this, the way that blood work sees the relationship that Barry has with the people closest to him and the way that he uses his power to preserve life. He preserves these lives. They are literally feasting off of him from that standpoint and blood work wants it. Um, and so almost kind of this gluttonous nature to that relationship that he has with his friends through the, the lens of, of, uh, of blood work. But I mean, again, I may be reading way too much into it. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, I, mean, I noticed yeah. nobody, by the way, nobody was, everybody was talking with their mouths open and in this household, that's not how we do things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was also something, you know, it, it seems like with, uh, with, blood work having that speed force energy then you know the, the the first people who would be i guess turned by blood work would be his friends and family and so mm. it's like kind of a thing where it's you know hey you know i'm I'm offering you this and then like you know like you can have all this power but then like i was saying earlier you know it's like well well okay so if i accept it what's going to happen then they start eating all the the, the goopy stuff starts right. coming out and so like you know that that is that is a consequence of this decision yeah uh and and you know a Barry starting to see what really would happen. Um, the facade has fallen, if you will. That's good. So it's the flip, right? So the the unlimited power really only comes through the connection with blood work. So he's kind of showcasing that. Iris even goes up to him and says, "It's rude not to take it." And um, you know, when asking about what it what it costs, you know, the response everybody looks at him and says, "Everything," right? So this yeah. this notion that's there, you know, this actually reminds me a lot of. Um, Gosh, the uh, the the cinematic for Warlords of Draenor when that came out. Uh, <laughs> for all the 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 Warcraft fans out there, uh, for those that don't that aren't aware, in the um, it's a great cinematic. Uh, I don't know that it makes sense to anybody that's not familiar with the lore, but this uh, this character of um, uh, Garrosh or not Garrosh, his father Grom Grom Hellscream is being offered this gift uh, to drink this demon blood that's going to give him like all this power. And before he does so, he asks the guy that's giving it to him. He's like, well, what, you know, what will this cost us? And the guy pulls back his, his cloak and you see that his skin's turned green and his eyes glow red. And he says everything. And so like, you know, there is kind of this deal with the devil notion that's being presented at the very top with all of its creep factor. Um, and, and it's disgust because honestly, those carrots weren't cooked. No, that's not why it's disgusting. It was disgusting because of like the blood that was flowing from the meal. <laughs> I thought it was disgusting because they were eating fried rice for Thanksgiving. And was that, that was fried just... rice? That seemed steamed rice to me. I I, I saw the carrots in there. I, I didn't know if they're all together, but uh, and, like and lasagna for Thanksgiving. I mean, come on. That's not how you do things. Like this. I'm that was saying. the fr- that was the speed force tipping them off. Bell. That was. Yeah, really- <laughs> yeah. That's see. It wasn't. It wasn't all the black stuff that like made Barry. Uh, you know, question this illusion. It was the uh, Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> with lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's sitting there like, okay, everybody's sitting around the table eating food. Yeah, that seems pretty normal. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, you know, we've got the carrots and everything. That's, yeah, we that's what we eat over there. Okay, everybody's bleeding from the mouth. Yep, yep, normal Thanksgiving. Uh, no, no. Wait no, a second. That lasagna, that's not Grandma Esther's lasagna. We don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is not our way. Yeah, Grandma Esther serves rum ham. That's okay? right. <laughs> <laughs> but like she does, though. She does. Though. Yeah, she, she really does. <laughs> Oh man. All right. So there's, I mean, there's a lot, like that's just the first sequence, honestly, there's, there's so much that happened. And again, uh, I know we're going to be doubling back on this. Um, some other high points from 
the uh, kind of the, the temptation as a whole, obviously the graves, man, the graves and the names of all the people that we've lost over the last couple of seasons from Martin Stein, which I don't even think, I don't think Barry was there when that happened. Um, no. Yeah. Cause that didn't that happen well, like on alternate reality. No, that was uh, that was on Crisis on Earth X. Uh, he wasn't there. Uh, uh, Stein basically sacrificed himself to, to, you know, he got shot to death by the the evil Nazi. Well, guys. that's right. Okay, all right, fair enough. But it was uh, I don't I don't I don't remember if Barry was there. I know. Um, uh, I mean, I know he's aware of it. Yeah, he, he's certainly aware of it. Um, but I don't think he was present when it happened. Yeah, you got of course. I feel Henry. like with his super speed he could have easily saved him yeah um you know the, the uh you got ronnie you got um uh of course at the the very tail right before he's, he gets to you know uh his own like you know you see uh nora west allen and nora in particular um uh, young nora baby nora plays a a huge role in this uh with her death or her disappearance or her erasure being uh so very fresh on on barry and iris's minds um, you know, seeing her as a baby and like, even like as, as Barry kind of goes down to pick her up, it's just, let me pretend, just let me pretend. I know she's not real, but let me, pre- man. Yeah. That was rough. That was rough. Ooh, the acting that Gustin brought into this man. Incredible. Yeah. Especially yeah. in his moments that he had with the Nora incarnation of the speed force. Yeah, man. Like, like it was just, he brought it tonight. He really Big did. Time. You, like, out of curiosity, was there any like moment or line that really stood out for you? I the pretend line I think was was one mm, that was yeah. Where like you know you see him, he's going down, he's trying to like you know scoop up baby Nora, and he can't. And he's like, "Why are you showing me this?" And he's like, "You know, I'm not showing you anything. It's your mind." He's like, "Just let me pretend." Yeah, <laughs> like it was like wow. Yeah, Dude. that was pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that was I mean, it was powerful. The the only one that that one's a pretty close second, but the only one that really kind of stood out to be like slightly above that is when he's talking to the speed force in the form of Nora and he's like he's like, you know, you're the one, you know, you're not you know, what what do you say? It was something like, you know, you're you never suffer when is it your turn to suffer? Not that. It's it's the one where he says like you're the one that took her from me. You're not her, you're the one that took her from me. Uh, talking about, you know, uh, the speed force taking the form of his mom. Ah, yes, and he right. he straight up eobards her right, like right in the chest. Yeah, and I mean, like the like man, I want to go back and rewatch that. I want to go back and rewatch this episode. There, are, I love this show, but there are there are few episodes that I've instantly wanted to go back and rewatch, like immediately. And a lot yeah. of them have happened in the more recent seasons and in the early seasons, but like this episode in particular, like this one, there's so much to unpack. Like there's so much stuff there. Yes. There's a lot going on here. It's so uh, fantastic. Okay, so we do see, by the way, so we got, of course, Nora, um, the Nora incarnation of the Speed Force. There's a lot of talk about the relationship between the Speed Force and Barry. Um, we don't see that maternal uh, connection, let's say, that we've seen in previous episodes where they've met or talked. At least I didn't pick up on that this time. Like, it seemed like he knew who he was dealing with. Like he wasn't blinded by the fact that she looked like his mom. Right. Yeah. Which at first I was kind of confused by because I thought it might've been another hallucination kind of thing. Mm. Um, but he seemed to see immediately right through it that it was a speed force. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's, it's interesting. This seems to be a pattern with Barry. Like if you think about the first time that he met Jay, he was kind of shook by the fact that he, you know, he was his father's doppelganger. Right. But, all the subsequent times he he deals with Jay and it's not a big deal. 
Um, you yeah. know, it's it's almost as if his it's, it's almost as if uh, you know, he's talking to his like his his late father's twin brother or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only like when he gets a new uh, a new JWS, <laughs> you know, when he sees Barry the the other Barry Allen. Then he gets shook again because he's like, he, you know, he recognizes that he, it's like, you know, oh my God, dad, like he, he, it's almost like his brain or heart instantly connects people that look like his parents with them until like the reality catches up with them and then he, he gets it and then he's fine and it doesn't throw him off anymore. Um, and that's, well, and it's like Jay's wife, you know, looks just like, exactly. That's exactly right. So when he meets her, it's the same type of deal. All of a sudden he gets, you know, he gets hit by that. And I guarantee when she shows back up next time, he's not going to feel that same uh, type of reaction. Cause he, he knows who she is. Yeah. Um, assuming that she does and assuming that earth three survives the coming crisis, which we don't know. Yeah. Um, we don't, we, we don't know anything. Uh, so yeah. So that she uh of course uh, the actress does a, a fantastic job portraying the speed force when i talk about the relationship aspect there you know barry goes into the concept of choice um at one point the speed force actually says to him about you know this is the life that you chose and barry kind of like throws that back saying that he did not choose this life that that you know it the speed force forced itself on him and so i want to yeah, ask lightning bolt choice uh, chose him yeah so and then that's something that uh, Oliver said to him like early on is that that lightning shows you right yes going all the way back to season one and so this notion of choice is really fascinating do you think that the speed force was talking about Barry choosing to become the flash as in and choosing to become a hero or do you think the speed force is referring to Barry having some kind of control or choice over the lightning striking him? Well, see, that's weird because Barry is the speed force, right? Well, as of our last uh, episode, I mean, it kind of got into some of our crisis speculation, but yes, we believe that Barry is the speed force. However, we're also opening the door to kind of a new wrinkle in that theory that it may not be this Barry. That's the speed force. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because it could be a uh, J nineties nineties John Wesley ship. Uh, yeah. Flash. Well, you know what? But here's this other this other aspect to it. Um, I, yes and no. I think that I think that that Barry Allen. If we go with that that theory, if we kind of lean into that, um, the the idea that and and just to kind of give a little bit of if in case you haven't been checking out their crisis talk, the the concept that we we're kind of. Uh, the theory that we're kind of leaning towards is that when it comes to the crisis, Barry Allen of Earth 90, which is John Wesley Shipp's original Barry Allen from the 90s uh, uh, series, will be the one to sacrifice himself to save the multiverse. And this will kind of convert him into the lightning that will ultimately strike uh, Barry, our Barry and all other Barrys and, and, we'll kind of, and all other speedsters and kind of be the source of the speed force. However, Bell, since the speed force exists out of time, I do still actually hold to subscribe to the idea that the speed force is as much that Barry as it is this Barry, just this Barry post his own death. Because when a speedster dies, they become one with the speed force and thus exist out of time. So they're able to commune with their previous self, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's as much Barry as it is Barry, as it is perhaps a, a J perhaps as, you know, Wally perhaps, um, you know, unfortunately not XS because she was eradicated from time and I'm still bitter about that. But you know what I'm saying? Like all speedsters have some sort of connection to that. So it is very possible that, that the speed force that he's talking to is as much 
you know, Barry as it is any other speed force or speedster that, that, um, that's kind of, you know, part of that entity. Yeah. It's a little high concept. I realize not everybody's, down <laughs> <with it. laughs> that's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's, that's, that's where I'm leaning with that. Um, man, there's again, so much to unpack here, but, uh, any other, in terms of the visions that he saw, anything else kind of stood out to you? Well, one thing that I thought was really interesting about it is that, you know, it, to parallel the, the biblical story, right. Of, of Jesus's temptation, uh, uh, you know, blood work was just offering him everything and saying, like, I can make all of this go away. It's your choice. Oh, yeah. All you got to do yeah, is yeah. just do this. Right. And then the speed force, like who you expect to be kind of like, you know, no, Barry, don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. It was just like, I mean, he's right. Um, but, you know, that's not the right choice. Right. Being very matter of fact about it and being very like, uh, like telling the truth, you know, not not trying, not trying to. um you know, force him into a decision. Right. Mm. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was really interesting in that, like the, the difference between how they're trying to persuade Barry um, and, and not really persuade per se, but you know, she's just saying, look, you know, you know, this is not right. Um, and, and everything he's saying is technically true. Yes. But I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta think about the big, the big picture here, right? If you don't die in crisis, everything else is destroyed. Maybe your body will live. But it won't be you. It won't be uh, the the you won't be the man that Iris loves. Uh, you won't be Barry Allen. You'll just be the Flash in this you know puppet of blood work. And so uh, it was it was kind of interesting how the Speed Force came about. You know, uh, uh, talking to him about that. That's good, man. I mean, in many respects, the Barry is kind of fighting against these two entities. He's being pulled between these two entities. That is. And there's no middle ground here. One of these two things is going to win. Either the speed force wins and uses Barry as a sacrifice to save the multiverse or blood work wins and uses Barry as a sacrifice to kind of create an eternal kind of like undeath, so to speak, right? To, or to, yeah. to in some form or fashion, uh, save lives. Although it's a little murky as to what that actually means because while you're right, the Speed Force was very clear that Bloodwork was not lying about that. I do wonder the extent to which what we saw was true. Because obviously, when Barry saw himself resurrecting that girl, um, he, he didn't look like he actually looks when he's being controlled by Bloodwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, this yeah, was a, it might be true, but it also might have a little bit of a you know fresh coat of uh, paint on it or something like that. Yeah, and I feel like that was Ramsey's kind of manipulation. Exactly. There. Like he he wasn't yeah he wasn't lying, but he wasn't telling the truth either. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And and yeah, it's uh, and, and it is kind of weird though because when you think about it, it's like okay, so this really does lend a lot more credence to the theory that John Wesley Schiff's Earth ninety Flash is going to be the one to sacrifice himself because. If mm-hmm. Barry, mm-hmm. our Barry, had to be the one and blood work took him over, then that means game over for the universe, right? Because, I mean, like, Ramsey's yeah. not going not gonna to either know how to sacrifice it or, or, or like, understand the, the implications and all that kind of stuff. He's just going to use him as this tool. So, like, I think that's pretty much confirmed in my mind. That yeah, Barry's not the one to sacrifice himself. It's interesting because things are lining up like that, right? Um, so if we kind of switch over, I mean, I know this is kind of jumping to the end of Iris's story, but you know, her story was really kind of leading towards her having to write this article. She's had, she's having to, she knows that she's destined to write the story of her husband's death, and she's been putting it off, and she's been not wanting to do that because I think you know part of it is like you you put it in print and it becomes more real, and so yeah. she's been fighting this. But we get something interesting happens this episode because 
she starts to write this article prior to Barry's death, which means to me, Bell, that same type of deal. Basically, Earth 90 Barry can die and that article still exists, just unpublished, right? Like ready for press, but never goes out. And so it becomes kind of an artifact of a future that never happened. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, like, we don't know that, you know, Gideon pulled that article off of an actual newspaper or that or that Eobard pulled it off an actual newspaper. Mm. It could have just been like an article in, you know, on the Internet that somehow got uploaded up there and it was just floating around. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here it is. Can we talk about Eobard really quick? Because in that sequence where he was like, she's she's running so fast, he seemed to imply that, like, he he would he pulled Nora in anyway to the reverse or to the negative speed force. I mean, I know yeah, it's what? like fake, you know, nightmare sequence, Eobard and Barry's mind, but did you, did you pick up on that? I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He said something about the speed force being too much or something like that. The, no, the negative speed force, the negative speed force is too much for her. Yeah. So that would imply that she's not there, right? Well, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, it was just a weird thing to say because she obviously didn't, she rejected the negative speed force anyway. Yeah. And he's got like blood in his mouth and stuff. And like, like what's going on with that? Yeah. I mean, it's nightmare sequence. I get that. It's like, you know, this isn't, I don't think we should take it as gospel, so to speak pun, not necessarily intended. Um, but I mean, honestly, like I, I really, I, I think it's just odd that they would even make reference to that. I mean, I know it's part of just my, my hope is that we can, <laughs> I get that. I get it. It's the same thing, right? I wanted Eobard back and I'm sure. And you know, in six seasons, we'll have a new character that I fall in love with that'll be sacrificed so that Nora can come back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. This is, yeah. I, I know how this works at this point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So Iris, uh, she, she's been kind of putting off this, um, uh, this article that she knows she has to write and she's kind of getting, uh, pro- you know, prodded a little bit to do so specifically by Allegra, her uh, meta intern, um, who has re- so recently discovered that, of course, Barry Allen uh, is the Flash. Um, great, great moment, by the way, where she's trying to be all coy and Iris is like, yeah, oh yeah, she knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, it, it, yeah, like who needs secret identities at this point? I mean, come on. It's like, yeah, this is, what, what do you think this is? Is this, this is Smallville? No, this is a Flash. Everybody knows. Like we, we all knew. Like I, yeah, like, like I was late and I knows. just, I still know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I did think that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, Allegra is uh, kind of trying to, trying to push her towards, you know, what's really going on and kind of thinking this is kind of odd that, that she wants to focus on this other case. Now it is interesting because out of the um, kind of the investigatory journalism that was going on, they discovered this icon, this coin that had a very peculiar uh, logo on it. Anything about that logo stand out to you, Bill? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, it didn't look like a swirling black hole of such, such, and such. I mean, it, it looked like a swirl. I kind of saw it as a like like a black hole type of reference. I could be way wrong here. I mean, maybe it was black. <laughs> it swirled in a hole. Sure, <laughs> that's we'll a storyline that's in the background. <laughs> that's my guess. I'm guessing that this is all kind of teeing this up. And I'm, I'm st- oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious, right? Like they talk to him. And then moments later, he's dead. And so clearly, like, he's got something to do with that. Yeah. It's interesting. This is all obvious. I mean, it's it's too late at this point. We got one more episode before the crisis has come in. So whatever it's going on with Black Hole is definitely going to be in the second half of the season. 
Um, same thing with Sue. We, we know that our, <laughs> I mean, is it a spoiler to say we, it's safe to presume that Sue will show up in the second half of the season as well. And so it's um, little Easter eggs, little seeds being planted that will be harvested uh, after the crisis. And it's hard it is hard to get excited about that because the crisis is coming because so much you know what i mean like like it's like um it's saying like uh, hey kids for dinner we're gonna have a uh a, a five layer chocolate cake with ice cream and then for dessert we're getting brussels sprouts now don't get me wrong i enjoy brussels sprouts but for dessert after the cake <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> see like can i just say this though i am kind of sad that we only have one more episode of blood work. Mm, do we though? I I mean I don't I mean, maybe not, but uh I'm I don't know like cuz he he was supposed to be first half of the season or first yeah. you know up to crisis, right? And then crisis and then we're going to have a, a ladder uh, another uh, big bad for the end of the season. And so like which I'm assuming is going to be, you know, black hole related or whatever. And I was just having like this episode specifically was just like just a taste of how awesome he is as a villain right like it was just super cool and i want more and i'm 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 hoping i'm hoping that if it is just one more episode with the last temptation of barry allen part two and that's the the end of it that we do get like a, a really good awesome episode to send him off and so like because otherwise it's gonna be one of those things because I I've I've, <laughs> I've been championing this for years about how they should have multiple villains yeah. uh during during these seasons and then the season they do it and I'm kinda of like, I want more. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I don't want that to be the case. Um but like man, yeah, some of these episodes, uh, the, the filler ones that we had could have been more blood work episodes, maybe. I'm just saying. No, um, I don't know, man. Like honestly, they've they've done this character right. And they kind of rushed his setup a little bit. Um, you know, obviously we didn't spend a whole lot of time with him before he became blood work with the exception of a few scenes to kind of lay, lay the, uh, lay the groundwork as it were. And honestly, I'm, I think I'm going to be very satisfied by the end of this, uh, especially after this episode. I mean, like I, it is, I, I want to declare this episode, the best one we've gotten. This one may even be better than episode hundred. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, this is a really, really good episode. It's definitely top three. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying like, Ah, maybe maybe a three parter, like because no. Like, what I'm saying is go out on top, though, right? Like like that's that's amazing. That's a yeah. that, That's an amazing send off for the character. But and I, I have a feeling that next week is going to be obviously very different from this week, both in terms of uh, tone and scope, because at the end of this episode we did get the the pulling apart, uh, the speed force and blood work both kind of pulling apart Barry Allen before he wakes up, and you were saying that you kind of you didn't know which way it was going to go, right? Well, I wasn't sure at first, like when he first woke up and first off, you got to mention, you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Christ pose, right? Oh yeah. Barry. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so when he first woke up, um, I thought, okay, sure. You know, Barry's back and now they're going to try to fight blood work. But as soon as Iris talked to him and he was just like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just, <laughs> She's just like, Hey baby, like, it's um, your last night on earth. He's like, yeah, I got work. Like, that ain't Barry. Come on. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, nah, right. nah, that ain't that ain't Barry. And of course, they, you know, Iris is like, that ain't Barry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no red blooded man. Did you see the color of the blood? Oh, there. Well, there you go. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Yep. He was he was being controlled. She knew it. And I was actually thinking specifically about the um, the last crossover when Oliver, when Barry was Oliver and Oliver was Barry. Yeah. And how Iris was one of the first people to be convinced. It took it took some work, 
but they have such a stronger connection than any, any other couple on the show and that she would be like the first to really embrace, uh, who, who the true Barry is. And, yeah. you know, of course in this instance, like two seconds in, she knows like that ain't Barry. She knows it immediately. Yeah. Cause it's different when it's Oliver Queen as Barry, uh, and, and like, you know, evil zombie blood work Barry as Barry. <laughs> right. Because like I, I can see, I can see the Oliver Queen as Barry being a little bit, you know, with reality being rewritten and all that kind of well, stuff. Yeah, it takes exactly. a little bit longer to come up with it. Right. But this one, she's like, nope. Nah, nah, <laughs> Just <man>. immediately. <laughs> um, but for me, man, I knew I knew instantly that this was not going to be that, that I knew that he was going to be controlled. And for for a couple of reasons, for one thing, we know next week's episode is a part two, not a, a completely separate episode. So the temptation continues for one thing. You can kind of suspect what's up. Plus, I don't know, man. It just seemed a little bit too, oh, it, it left on a question mark? Well, then it's definitely not good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. All right. So we got to also talk really quick about uh, what's going on with Cisco and Caitlin. Uh, Kate, we, we actually, you know, we, we've talked about this in the last couple of episodes, but Frost uh, you know, she Caitlin out. She actually switched to Caitlin to deal with the medical situation. And this actually provided a great opportunity to set up, you know, Caitlin is kind of the primary in the primary driver's seat for the coming crisis because she can facilitate more as a medical support, um, in the midst of everything that what's going on. That being said, Frost just got a new superhero costume. I'm kind of like, that's a little shocking to me that she wouldn't be involved. So I have a feeling we're going to get a little bit of both. Well, we've we've always it, it, Frost has been the one who's been destroyed in the uh, in Barry's visions and stuff. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been it hasn't been Caitlin. It's been Frost. That's true. Um, but also I want to make mention of Cisco's uh, hidden supply of Velocity Ten. Okay, so, Cisco's got a hidden supply of a lot of stuff. Okay? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> So Velocity 10, um, first time, if I'm not mistaken, us seeing Velocity 10. Yeah. And like, when was this made? Off screen. How was it made? Off screen. Is Barry going to turn blue and go away? Off screen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. And I'll tell you why not. So we've talked about this before uh, with Velocity 9 kind of representing kind of a fake connection to the speed force. Right. And so what it does is. Uh, as our interpretation of this, you know, the way that we've kind of headcanoned our way around it is that when somebody takes velocity nine, that's not a speedster, it's making the call to the speed force and kind of gaining, kind of reaching kind of this velocity and giving kind of the, this temporary fake super speed. And ultimately the speed force will reject that call and reject the individual and and literally rip them apart. The difference here is we've got a speedster. So by him actually taking the velocity 10, uh, in this instance, the call, it, it it's boosting the signal that he already has. It's not creating yeah. a fake one. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just being facetious. But uh, no, I actually yeah, that's he, I thought specifically about that. I was like, I, you know, I bet people are going to try to call us out about this in the way that Velocity Tim was worked based on kind of the way our theory has. Well, we've always said that, though. We've always said it's been non speedsters who turn blue exactly. and go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. And so since Barry is connected to the speed force that, yeah, it, 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 it was essentially like a shot of speed force or, or a shot of like adrenaline, if you will, to his, to his speed force heart. Well, it boosted right? the connection. It boosted the yeah. connection between his physical body and the speed force, which is why, you know, in that moment, uh, for speed lack, force, Nora. Yeah. For, for lack of a better, uh, <laughs> uh, term, she was able to, to, to reach out and kind of connect with them and, and kind of regain, uh, help him fight and push out uh, Bloodworks control at that moment. Well, 
or not at that I moment think, at that moment. well i think something different has happened oh really i think what we're going to see is it's going to and, and this is kind of speculation i don't know if we want to go there or not but anyway no let's do it um, it's speedster speculation well like i said we're at the top of the show it's going to be a different format that's going to be a little bit more free-flowing so the speculation is all wrapped up in in this so so go for it okay so yeah it, i think it's going to be a situation kind of like how we had runaway dinosaur where barry is in the speed mm. force like bury his mind and whatnot but Bloodwork took his body so the speed force pulled barry into the <gasps> speed force and Bloodwork took his body the hell that's good because I mean that's 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 what I gathered from that is that Barry made the decision. She's preserving Barry's well, soul I, I, essentially in the Speed Force. Yeah, I, his, I think. I, yeah, that's good. I, I think it was it was, it was like it, it's going to be something you know along the terms of like Barry is like yes I'm going to do it uh, I I'm going to sacrifice myself in crisis, but it was too late for the virus at that point. Mm. And so the speed force, all they could do at that point was just pull everything that Barry is like his person, his personality his his, his soul, if you will, you know, pull that into the speed force to protect that while blood work, uh, has control over his physical body. That's and so it's, it's good. Bell. Yes. I, I feel like that's the way they're going to go with it. And it's going to be, maybe we'll have some awesome speed force scenes like runaway dinosaur. Um, because I love those scenes; they're great, and we we had such great vision scenes in in, in this episode as well. So yeah. like, I, I I live for that stuff; it's so good. I, I tell you what, I doubt that we'll get like what we got this week. I think it is going to be different from that standpoint. I do like the idea of like the Speed Force, like protecting like his his spirit, his mind, his soul, whatever you want to call it, um, while his body is kind of being corrupted by blood work. And if you think about it, last time that we saw Barry commune with the speed force and return, he got a major power upgrade. And so it, it probably wouldn't hurt to have a little power boost going into the crisis as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, and again, you said it was the, the next episode is part two. So it's still last temptation of Barry Allen. So yeah. there might be some, some, uh, you know, conversations between Barry and the speed force, uh, the, the, the yes, you know, very temptation possible. is still there. So like it, it, there still might be some convincing to do on the speed forces side, um, which, you know, that would be, that could be interesting to see as well. Yeah. But I, I do, yeah. I do think, yeah, I do think that is, that is the case is that Barry is in the speed force. The flash's body is under Bloodworks control. Gosh, what a good episode. Hey, can we yeah. talk about how vibe is like out here using breaches, like using his little breach device, like, like, like he didn't even need to get rid of his powers because he's doing it anyway. Uh, can we talk about how uh, Cisco didn't use his little breach device and instead ran all the way across Star Labs to get to Velocity Tower? <laughs> <laughs> See, if he had still had his powers, he wouldn't even need to carry around that thing. Like he could just like, and then he. He'd See, be- that's 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 what I want. Is I you know vibe. If you don't want to be a hero, that's fine. But I want to see you with your powers back. Like you know, just opening portals and reaching through. Open a portal to the bathroom and like, you know, pee into a portal or something like you just just fully embrace your powers terrible. the way that I would if I had them. You know? <laughs> and this is why this is why. Thank you. Bell. This is actually good. This is exactly why they took away his powers for, for that for that exact reason. No, no portal toilet. That's that's terrible. <laughs> oh, but that's that's thinking with portals, Bo. That is, now you're not wrong. That is accurate. That is literally but yeah, like, you know, you see him open a portal and like grab a beer out of it or something like that. You know, just just be like, you know what? I don't want to be a hero because I can assist the team in other ways and actually have a life if I'm not a hero. But I'm still vibe and I'm still going to do cool stuff. Hey, you guys want, you know, P 
pizza from the the earth where everything is pizza cool boom That'd i got amazing. lunch that should happen yeah actually. that's that's what i'm saying like yeah that's all right. that yeah all right fair enough all right here's here's my thought i mean i'm you know you already made reference to the fact that we've seen in the flash forward that you know vibe is actually rocking his vibe costume as as he's dying next to killer frost I, I guess we're probably going to get a, a Tony Stark esque version of Vibe. Yes, uh, like Vibe Tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, well, so so. Okay, to what extent will it be? Will it just be opening breaches? Because they already have that, right? They already have, um, uh, you know, little breach devices where they can open up breaches literally anywhere. It's not just two different Earths. It's they can. Oh, Barry's in trouble. We open a breach right to his house. Um, it's are you are you or do you think he's going to have like vibe gauntlets like with the the uh, pulses he could shoot out like he's gonna make those with vibe tech um i think he's just gonna incorporate those little um those little devices inside of the suit so he like literally just presses a button a vibe opens up he's able to kind of jump through the portal or will he have like tech vibes where he can still hold on to objects and like see things i don't think he's gonna have that i think that 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 part of his power is is definitely gone would be my so guess. it will be limited to just portals yeah if he got well if he goes the tech route yeah yeah i think so okay i mean at this point you know you wrote a check you got to cash it you know what i mean like don't don't back out because whatever happened behind the scenes happened behind the scenes you know like yeah yeah so i i mean okay so how would you feel if they gave him back his power like his metahuman abilities um i'm also kind of fine with that despite what i just said uh like if if it's um there just needs to be an explanation of it. Um, so not not like the cure wore off. That could be fine, I suppose. Or I, I don't want the cure to wear off because then that leaves a bunch of you know plot holes that are open from the end of uh, of last season. I want it to be something like I got hit by dwarf star material and it reactivated my metagene. Yeah, something like that. Like okay. I, if if it's going to be that, I want the cure to be permanent because otherwise. That whole cure pot line, which I didn't like from it to be, from the get go. You were is, wait, hang on. You were much more pro cure than I was. I was. I, I don't. I don't like cure. I don't. I don't like cures in uh, uh, in superhero stuff just because of the implications of that kind of thing. Sure. And, and like, if if you're gonna make it to where it's a cure that fades off, like I'd rather it be a permanent thing than a thing where uh, because I because this, the stakes are higher at that point if it is a permanent thing. And it, but and, and it never is. It never is. Every single depowered hero. Yeah, I know. Name I one, that. like literally. I want to actually put this out to the internet. Name one hero that got that had powers, got depowered, and stayed depowered, and a hero. Like I, I just name one. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying they don't exist, but I'd be shocked if they do. Yeah, I yeah. The 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 ethical quandaries are what I had a problem with with the cure last season. But like, if it's going to be a permanent cure, then they need to keep it a permanent cure. Yeah, it's worse than death because like at least some at least Uncle Ben is still dead. You know. <laughs> Like, yeah, everybody yeah. else in comics is is comes back to life except for Uncle Ben. Um, okay, so there you go. Um, excellent episode, fantastic. Um, yeah, very good. Really looking forward to what comes next. Uh, I think that it's going to be a, a man, a fantastic one. It, it does have it's it's a hard episode to follow. I am going to say that. Like, I think my expectations are probably a little bit higher than they should be going into the. Uh, the penultimate episode of the um, the or well, I guess the the ultimate episode of the pre-crisis season. But um, yeah, it, it's it's funny too because uh, 
like I'm sitting there going like, you know, every commercial break came back and I was expecting the like, you know, end of episode wrap up kind of thing. And when it kept going, I was like, oh, man, yes, we got more Flash because I've been watching The Mandalorian. And each one of those episodes is like 20 freaking minutes. And it drives me insane. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a conversation for a different show right there. <laughs> yeah. I, but but like I was just I was just elated because it kept going and it just kept getting awesomer and better. And I was like, yes. And then when it finally ended, I was like, oh, <laughs> Right, right. But but I but the preview, oh man, just the preview for next episode with Barry as the you know evil bloodwork flash. Yeah, oh, dude, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. It's gonna be epic, man. Looking forward to it. Hey, um, we're gonna be keeping the speculation and the conversation going over on our Discord channel. If you'd like to join us, um, it doesn't cost more than just a buck an episode over at patreoncom TV Talk. Become a supporter there. You get access to our uh, Discord channel. Um, where we talk about this, we talk about a lot more games, movies, uh, 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 Bell's personal hygiene. Not really. That, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet, but we could all happen there. Uh, so yeah, support the show. Honestly, we could not do it without your support. Uh, I mean that sincerely. So head over to patreon.com slash TV talk to find out how you can help us today. Also, we would love for those of you in the Austin, Texas and surrounding areas to join us for the crisis house party uh, happening on December 10th at 6 PM. We will be having some food fun watching the episode uh, and then jumping straight into a live podcast directly thereafter. Uh, tickets are available at tvtalk.fm. Love to meet you and hang out in Austin. And uh, and yeah, that is going to be some fun. Also, of course, there's also Twitter. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell, me at The Real Bo York, or you can follow the show at Flash TV Talk. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And we didn't do a live episode this week, but when we do, we have them over at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides awesome music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Excellent episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. And also, don't eat the black ooze lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs>